for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. Welcome back to Pleb Underground. The Earth is an oblate spheroid. It's not round. Shitcoiners, shitcoiners. They suffer from greed. Blinkered eyes. The gaslighting believed. Then they get rugged by Sam Bankman freed. There is no second best. Bitcoin is what you need. Hold your own keys. Self-custody is a must. And please run your own node. Don't verify. Trust. Sorry, I'm just, I, I was muted and speechless all at the same time. Walton, that, that was awesome, man. This, <laughs> I think that was your best rhyme yet. Week, man. Yeah, this week has been absolutely nuts. Um, look, as you guys guessed it, this is the Pleb Underground, and we've got Rick from Crypto Cloaks. Rick, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Rickety Rick. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys. We've got we've got a pretty crazy show for you today. Um, we were gonna do our normal the numbers, uh, the hopium, the shitcoin corner, but it was just such a crazy week that we feel this whole week was a shitcoin corner. So you know what? We're gonna dive into the numbers, and then it's pretty much just a whole entire show of shitcoin corner, and we finish it off with an interview with our boy Rick from Crypto Cloaks. So without further ado, let's dive into. The numbers. The numbers, of course, brought to us by timechainstats.com. That's timechainstats.com. At the time of this recording, the block height is 762,756. The Bitcoin price, 16,774. Actually, you know what? That's the fiat exchange rate. Is that correct, Walton? Fiat exchange rate, 16,778. The total public lightning capacity, 5,123.47. Moscow time, 59.59. Does that mean something? Could mean something. Who knows? Anyways, chain rewrite days. Better seven... if it was 58.58. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways, chain rewrite day 751. Guys, these are the uh, the uneventful numbers. Wow. What a week. Any comments yeah. on those before we, we dive into something no, that's, what, that's one, not depressing? One more number. I believe, I believe there's one fewer billionaires in the world. There is one fewer billionaire in the world. That's true. He's got, he's got $3 now. So that's good. <laughs> you know, he just wanted to give it all away to charity. And in a way, he did. Nailed it. Did. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, all right. Let's let's dive into some hopium. So look, uh, you know, even though we we saw a giant exchange uh, shit the bed this week, and uh, a whole bunch of people realize that funds not safe on that exchange, gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna switch we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna look at something that gives us a little bit of hope. Little bit of hope for the numbers before we we dive into the very expansive shitcoin corner. Check this out at Geyser Fund. Pretty interesting. Um, I feel like I had heard about this a little while back, but didn't follow up on it. Anyways, um, there's some yeah, there's some Bitcoiners involved in this. Lightning native crowdfunding and grants for Bitcoin. If we go take a look at that, we can see right here, you know, here's some some of the, the projects that they got going on and what people have donated to them. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, Walton, you had mentioned the crypto couple uh, had recently joined. So if you have like a have video or something. Have you like never heard of Geyser before? 
No, I, Bill, I had heard of Bill's it, Burma, honestly, but know, I never funny. dug into it, man. Sorry. There is so Genetic. much. Yo, guys, are fucking awesome. Sorry for swearing. Nice. Is awesome. I've been donating. I think I donated to like seven different like things on there. Like Hero Bitcoin making the game on the Game Boy. Uh, the Bitcoin racing team. Uh, I don't even know what else. There's so many on there. Oh, that's legit. awesome. I, I honestly did not. Uh, I, I didn't really think of it. I mean, look, you know, you know how it works. Few months, but huh? I think Phil, you're usually maybe slightly behind on some of the lightning stuff, right? Like you're not, you're not so super keen on lightning. I used to be a lot more keen on lightning, and then I started to do uh, podcasting more often and started tinkering a lot less. So the, that that's what ended up happening, right? We changed the uh, changed the time preference, changed the uh, you know the hobbies. And so now it's all about making clips and creating content instead of playing with the lightning node. Pretty much the extent of my messing around with the lightning node involves running updates and sending lightning payments <laughs> so or receiving lightning payments. But that, that that's about it. <laughs> I should probably play more with it. And it, it's too bad that I don't. Talking about lightning, folks. Cool Talking about stuff. lightning. Yeah, huh? there's lots, I think there's lots of cool stuff you can, you can do. I think... Um... It's something I need to kind of go back and learn learn more about. Um, 18 months ago, I think I was pretty up to date, but a lot has changed. All I know is LN Bits is also pretty cool because we literally set up a playlist where anybody for, for can point of make sale songs. Systems, Don't cut them off. Yeah, Don't like, cut them off. We literally, we literally, talk. Okay. I don't give, I don't give shit. I Rick, literally I'm sorry. made a, a Spotify playlist uh, where anybody in the community could add songs to, and then I had it streaming 24-7 in the shop. And then you could go onto our website and do a lightning invoice and change the song and queue it up in the shop. So you could literally play all these random songs that you wanted in the shop and I'd have it 24 seven, but Spotify didn't, changed their code. So I got to fix that. Didn't someone put it. So there was one song on repeat for ages. Yeah. What the hell Rick was Roll. that? One? Yeah. It was the word. It wasn't even Rick roll. No, what the hell was it? I'm, I forgot I'm what sure? song it was, but it was literally like 30 times. And I, I really started, I guess I really started to get sick of it. And I was like, I should just cancel this. But I was like, I can't, it's been sad. So. <laughs> so I'm stuck listening to this. Stuck listening to it. Yeah, ab absolutely. I think, you know what? I think after I made the, uh, the gumball and the, uh, the, the point of sale thing, after I did those two projects, I was like, uh, okay. I'm like, I'm happy with this. I feel comfortable with this. I'm, I'm good. I'm just, I'm happy with my node now. You know, so, but look, there is tons of amazing stuff for people who do want to follow some really fun lightning developers. You may want to check out roots all check out guys like open noms, um, arc BTC. Is he still yeah, at BTC socialist on, on Twitter? I, I know that that handle pisses a lot of people BTC. off or he changed it to arc BTC. Anyways, yeah, ben, BTC. he's awesome. Uh, he is an awesome Bitcoiner. He does a lot of these really cool projects. He is responsible for the majority of these point of sale systems. So Anyways, anyways, that's that's what I had for the numbers, guys. Just, you know, check out the Geyser Fund. They're There's helping Bitcoiners net. realize their dreams, apparently. Phil, there is a special Plebnet group for these kind of developers uh, called Plebnet Advance. It's kind of an alpha uh, testing group, uh, but it's got, like, all of those guys in, as well as uh, guys like Alex Severin um, and, uh, and a couple of the small world, small world lnd or something like that guys building all these kind of tools grid flares another guy yeah like there's yeah real good group there Pleb plebnet advance so if you're in the plebnet group um you can just ask about it or uh, if you're not in plebnet go to kycjelly.com that's kycjelly.com
<laughs> I'm like, that is a real good. URL. Okay, but <laughs> we're going to provide these URLs in the show it notes. Is, it is KYC. It yeah, is. C is very important. It's because you said jelly. Anyways, we if you don't have anything else, Walton, uh, for the numbers, we are going to move to the shitcoin corner. you have anything else for the numbers? No, I think that's good. Well, we are diving into the shitcoin corner. The shitcoin corner is sponsored by CryptoCloaks. At CryptoCloaks.com, you can order a wide variety of Bitcoin goodies from the Hodlanaut helmet, space cap, with half of the money going through DefendingBTC.com, a very worthy cause in the fight against evil. Um, here you see Phil also modeling uh, the Honey Badger, has a secret compartment in which you can keep your FUD dice or perhaps a signing device. If you use the code PLEB underground at CryptoCloaks.com, you receive 5% off your order. Once again, that's CryptoCloaks.com or CryptoCloaks.eu, I believe, because now you've gone worldwide. Is that right, Rick? Yes, nailed it. I was just about to interrupt you and say .eu too. Also brought to you by representltd.com. Check them out. High quality clothes. That's right. Bitcoin branded. I'm moving back behind my mic. There we go. That's right. Very nice threads. And they've got a coupon for 10% off pleb underground. Check them out. Representltd.com. All right, everyone. Before we dive into the shitcoin corner, um, this week, this week has definitely been difficult for a lot of people, uh, quote unquote, in the crypto space. Um, you know, a, a, an exchange like FTX of that magnitude um, going under uh, because of, you know, just blatant neglect and ignorance and, and greed. Um, it just affects everybody. So, you know, we're not, um, you know, we're not clowning on the people who, you know, who got wrecked, uh, by holding their funds on the exchange because there's people from all walks of life. Okay. Not everybody can afford these types of losses. And the reality is, is that, you know, tomorrow is still another day and you know, like, uh, you got to just keep moving forward. So I just want people to, you know, I just want to make sure that the takeaway is, is that we're not, we're not clowning on the people who got wrecked but we do want to draw attention to the people that are involved in knowingly wrecking everybody. So yeah, that's my public service announcement before we well dive said. into the shitcoin corner. Well said, but not your keys, not your coins. It, it should at the bare minimum be a lesson on why self-custody is important. It's the simplest Bill. goddamn rule. Follow it. This is all true. This is all true. All right. Well, Without uh, without further ado, let's dive into the shitcoin corner. <laughs> oh, God. Right, they say there's two rules, right? The first rule is not your keys, not your coins. The second rule is don't do shitcoins or you get fucked in the ass. And here they broke both both they everyone broke both rules and it went horribly wrong. Brought to you by Walton. <laughs> Brought to you by Walton. <laughs> He's, he's not wrong though. He's not wrong. You know, when, when I, when I asked Walton to, to come and be a co-host on the show, the, the one thing he said to me is radical transparency. And he has not fallen from that. Let me tell you, he has not strayed from that in any way. Okay. Guys, don't Anyways. forget, shitcoin has put the anal in chain analysis. 
This is a serious show, Walton. We're trying to provide people signal. We're going to start off by going back in time. This is a tweet from Pete Rizzo. Th this tweet was recent, but this this article this article is not. This is from November 11th, 2021, exactly a year ago from the time of this recording. FTX US beats Kraken, Coinbase as America's most liquid crypto exchange. Oh, look at that. Things were wonderful. Sam was on the top of the world, right? He was just building up the most liquid exchange. The, you know, political party that he was backing that, you know, that he was in favor for just, you know, taking office. What could go wrong for FTX? What a hero. Well, what a hero. That's right, Rick. Hero indeed. And this is a, I, I got to give a shout out to Art by Design, low-key Bitcoiner, very low-key Bitcoiner. And I, I just absolutely love this graphic because this definitely says it all because we are going to fast forward to the present day. I spent way too much time on this. Don't print shit coins, folks. It will end in tears. Just stick to Bitcoin and stack sats into cold storage. Don't feed the shitcoin casinos. <laughs> this is an awesome graphic of, of SBF, what's supposed to be SBF. Uh, crying on the can. So very well done. Very well done. Art by design. Very well done. So look, um, this week we covered, we covered the entire SBF debacle with an A, right? Not, not an I, uh, we covered, we covered the entire SBF debacle and, and what happened in three separate clips. Which... How do you guys say it? I thought it was huh? debacle, but I, I, it's I have debacle, no idea. But I, I, I pronounce, it sounds like I'm saying debacle, but it's, I'm saying debacle, but without the emphasis on the second A. But anyway, I was so confused. <laughs> I know it's it's confusing because th there was a comment made on on our last YouTube show that that they're like, is he saying debacle with an I? I'm like, no, it's just the pronunciation. Of course, I know it's an A. Anyways, anyways, we're, we're going sidetrack here. The point is, we did three videos on the on uh, the FTX blow up. Okay, this exchange blow up mm -hmm. and how essentially uh, they were valued at thirty two billion dollars four days ago, and now. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried is in the position where he owes approximately $8 billion. We covered it in three videos. We're going to put links to those three videos right up somewhere here as soon as I figure it out somewhere on the screen so that if everybody wants to go back through the history, they can. Uh, or down? Yeah, I don't know. But we're going to we're gonna even show it somewhere on the screen. We're going to try. Anyways, I'm still learning. Right, but today, we're gonna look at kind of, today we're going to look but, at what's unraveled since then and the fallout. Um, of which there has been but, quite a lot and which there will be much more of. Yeah, and, and a bit more than that, I think we're going to take a bit of a tinfoil hat turn to this whole thing, and we're going to just kind of show a different angle because right now everybody's kind of focused on, you know, the, the, the money portion of it, which obviously is huge, but the money goes to people. And, and people, right, people have causes and they fight for those causes and they do it with money. So we're going to we're going to take a look at where this trail kind of leads and it's it's kind of weird and I got to tell you guys there are so many angles to this FTX story that we're just going to do our best to not confuse anyone okay Walton before I dive into before I dive into some of the uh, the more political stuff do you do you want to do you want to touch on some stuff I maybe just first let's just have a look at um the the organizational chart Oh my god! I think you may have heard that. I think it was a was it hundred and thirty was it one hundred and thirty three or one hundred and twenty seven something like that. It was one hundred thirty. I think it was one hundred and thirty two. 
132, sorry, that declared bankruptcy. Um, here you see many of them, um, as well as some um, key individuals. Um, this, this blue box up the top here is, is Sam Bankman-Fried um, and the various entities that, that he owns uh, in part. So you have Alameda Research, sorry, Alameda Research, Alameda Research Ventures. Oh uh, all these ones, FTX Trading is, is over here. Um, but essentially, um, once again, in the shitcoin world, we see uh, complexity um, that they think is a feature um, when we know quite clearly that, that it's a bug. Isn't that all shell companies? It's got to be, right? There's, there's a, I think there's a bit of that sort of thing. And it's also about this, to, to create this illusion of, of, I believe they call them Chinese walls, um, the, the idea that information... Um, is separate between these different companies when actually I think it's come to light, you know, that that not only um, were um, Alameda trading against uh, FTX customers, um, you know, using the order book, presumably, but they were doing so using FTX client funds. Um, now, I, I actually called this out as a prediction back in June uh, I shared a, I shared a tweet um, because it happened with BitMEX as well and Arthur Hayes' trading firm that they were trading against their customers. They say, you know, history history uh, doesn't repeat, but it does rhyme. Well, this time it, it did both. I have to admit that that organizational chart looks an awful lot like the Ethereum roadmap. Um, yeah, I did a video on that back when I was on Simply Bitcoin, and it was absolutely it was hilarious to begin with. The names are ridiculous. Um, and then obviously the blatant confusion. Um, th this this looks exactly like it. And I noticed that there's three entities at the top. And I noticed that besides besides the the FTX known entity, these two other entities are, are relatively unknown. Anyways, look, we're going to have a link to that chart in the show notes. So if people want to go back and dig through it, um, I even saw one, if I'm not mistaken, there was, is, was Ledger? One of the entities there, I saw something like Ledger Group. There's like Ledger X and Ledger stuff, but X. I think it's different. Yeah, it's they not different. Ledger huh? X, okay. which was like a, I believe, a, like kind of shitcoin trading platform or something like that. Oh, Ledger X. Not the I remember that. Yeah, that was the last. The, that, that was the last cycle. Okay, not the hardware wallet. All right, all right. Okay, so here we're gonna. Signing so you guys device. saw. So look, you. Thank you. Sorry, signing device, not a wallet. We don't want to confuse device, anyone. Say it twice. Signing device. Signing device. There, you happy? Signing device. Signing device. Look, nice. see, look. You, you even got Rick. You even got Rick saying stuff back, double. You know. So this is. There you go. You should be proud. So look, SBF had a lot of aspirations. He had a lot of aspirations, and he wanted he wanted to help people, and he and he wanted to help fund it. You know, through politics. Anyways, something that's interesting. Something that's interesting that happened, after this whole thing blew up. There's this article over here that came out yesterday. Senators moving forward with the SBF-backed bill after FTX collapse. So I, I just, this is where I started to think that maybe all of this is not as random as some people like to think, okay? Because this is kind of weird. Keep in mind, he is the perpetrator of this giant collapse. Just keep that in mind while I read this. Authors of legislation to increase federal oversight over shitcoin exchanges and underlying spot markets pledged to move forward on legislation in the wake of FTX's shocking collapse. Sam Bankman-Fried was a major proponent of the bill, which led to friction between him and other industry leaders. 
Embattled FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried has been the strongest industry proponent of the bill, known as the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act. Bless you. The bill would grant the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, one of the two U.S. markets regulators, more power over cryptocurrency markets and exchanges. Okay. So I want you guys to think about this. I want you guys to think about this. He's the perpetrator of the biggest blow up. I, I do have it on some very good authority that people working in FTX, um, people that were quote unquote, very close to the source had no idea that this was going to blow up. Okay. And then all yeah, of the some sudden, lost, so, some lost, you know, six, seven, eight, even nine figures. That's um, right. Because they were, I think, incentivized to essentially um, pool their their money into FTT, and then they were getting bumps on that. And and I, I want people to think about this. So he's the perpetrator behind this, and then all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, the bill that you know is pretty much meant to fight this type of behavior that he was a very strong proponent of is getting pushed through. So it almost seems like, uh, what, do, what, what do they call that? Is that is when-, when Insert Alanis Morissette. Music. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost seems like he, he pretty much blew himself up to put through this bill for a bunch of cronies. Anyways, anyways, that, that's my opinion so far. That's my opinion so far. Walton, uh, before we continue on to some of the, the strange, the, the strange political shenanigans, do you have, do you have anything uh, that, that you want to throw in? Um, yeah, let's, let's just have a little look at, um, Alameda, which was kind of his, his really his kind of core team, right? The the guys that um he, he basically had a bunch of them living in. He had, he had some two hundred million dollar house in in Hong Kong with ten ten people living there. Um, in um, the Bahamas. No, no, they lived in Hong Kong, but um, the, I what? think so. FTX is based in the Bahamas, but Sam was living in Hong Kong. Anyway, um, um, they the, a bunch of them have maths degrees. Um, but it's quite clear they ca they can't do the numbers, um, and they're doing a lot of amphetamines, but they don't seem to be good adders at all. It doesn't quite add up what was going on, but it seems like they were kind of it was some sort of I don't know, uh, millennial vegan, um, uh, sorry, Zoomer vegan orgy house um, where they where they were all kind of. Um, up to a whole a whole load of shenanigans but let me just show you this this team because they look very young they they do look very young so this is this is the alameda team to me to me this looks like a a, a student um like a university student it's like hey i'm a first year student doing sociology and i like the color green. I don't, you know, whatever the, whatever the little profiles say, but the, somehow the, apparently these guys were managing uh, tens of, of, of was it like $16 billion? $16 billion? Oh and, and they're all living together. And I think so. Cat Caroline apparently was someone else's girlfriend, but I maybe, maybe Sam sleeping with her. Um, <laughs> she does look a bit like a chill. Like, is she related to Elon Musk's former wife? I don't know. It's a good question. Um, but I, there's some there's some funny footage of her. I oh mean, yeah. Look, look at these guys. Like, if they're not students, they look like pretty fresh graduates, right? Not to say that you know 
young people can't be capable of doing a whole bunch of different things. But but these guys went from managing, you know, millions to billions in a course of two years or something. The the, the ascension um, to managing the these large sums was very quick, and they they were not um, they were not um, you know experienced. And it wasn't a few months back when when three AC um, blew up. Um, they they actually were a bit suspicious of of Sam themselves, and I want to I want to play you a, a little clip. So this was in a Twitter Spaces a few months ago with Three Arrows Capital. Uh, Brad Mills, the first to speak here. Is that because he liquidated you though? Maybe a little biased. No, because I don't even want to. I don't even trade there. It's a complete scam exchange. They're talking about FTX. I told you he would. He, he can liquidate assets that are not even on FTX. You put your Bitcoin on a ledger, and uh, three years later, you 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 open your ledger and the screen is broken. This fucking FTX did it. Uh, SBF did that. He broke your screen. He took your Bitcoin. Do you know how they do that? Like, do you know the mechanics? Because uh, probably maybe you should can use it next time. No. I think I think I have I have a I have a theory I have a hypothesis but. Uh, I cannot prove it, but if you look at SBF, how he like physically evolved over the years, you see he's becoming more and more like shapeless, like he's turning into a, a blob. So I think he can just like enter your house through any cranny, nook, or like uh, little gap you have in the house. He just enters because he has no bones. He's just a big fat blob. And <laughs> then like he Santa finds your ledger. No, Santa Claus is nice. SBF is not nice. He's evil. It's like the Antichrist, and he don't he don't he liquidates you, and then he buys uh, the rights to a stadium name. Right. Wow. And buys the rights to a stadium name. Like it was wow. there's some jokes there, but then but then there's some serious points. Right. This guy was trading against his customers, and then he's very very carefully applying the money in a whole uh, way, a uh, whole set of ways. To, to give himself more credibility. And this is something we talked about months ago, right, Phil? The 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 crypto, uh, the the shitcoiners, shitcoin scammers were coming after the sports gamblers. Um and and so crypto.com, FTX were were buying stadium rights and they were paying people, right? They were paying people like Tom Brady and Giselle um to to push uh their product to um those kind of you know the people, the people that follow those kind of individuals, and it's people think, oh, these celebrities, they, you know, they're making a little bit of extra sponsorship from these kind of companies. But actually, this is just another affinity scam. It's bad enough that these shitcoiners affinity scam Bitcoin um, with with their shitcoins, but now they're affinity they're affinity scamming successful sports people, successful business people, in order to to take their audiences. Um, and and to kind of buy themselves credibility um, in in front of in front of different people, and not only do we see that you know in the in the kind of marketing side, but we also see it in the regulatory side, right? I believe Sam was the the second largest donor to uh, the the Democrats uh, this cycle, um, and there's some suspicious timing, right, Phil, around uh, when certain things are getting approved for sam when donations are being made to the democrats i believe sam's parents are themselves some sort of regulators is that right phil 
Yes. So, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. And I just, before we dive into this next part of it, I, I just want to mention, right, Bitcoin is apolitical money. Um, you know, this is not a political show. It's not red, blue, pink, purple. I don't give a shit what color you think your political party is using. Right. Donate money to whatever itself, political party It, it doesn't want. matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, it makes no difference. Okay, for me, they're all government. I don't care. And I always say that. All government is government. So it makes no difference. You're not going to tell me because they're wearing a different color. Or they're cheering some different cheer that... Anyways, all right, all right. I'm just going to go on a rant for that's going to go nowhere for a while. But, but, I is, this is about potential corruption, right? That's right. Now. Potential corruption. <laughs> that's right. Walton's keeping us honest. Here we go. Okay. So, well, article... it's not going to be Sam, is it? No, it's not going to be Sam. That's for sure. Okay. So, here we go. This is October 14th. Okay. FTX's Sam Bankman freed backs down from dumb quote about giving a billion dollars to political races. Now, whatever. That, that That's just a garbage. Uh, title, you know, it's just a clickbaity title. To me, this is where it gets interesting. Bankman Fried is the only races that Sam does are to the fridge. <laughs> -bum -bum -ding. Okay, <laughs> anyways. All right. Okay, so here we go. Bankman Fried has reportedly invested around $40 million in political action committees and campaigns this year in the run up to midterm elections. Here's the signal this is where it gets a little weird. The FTX CEO has been the driving force behind the Protect Our Future PAC. Now, look, I, I've said this a thousand times. I come from a Fortune 500 company. That's where I worked for the last 15 years. Um, look, political action committees, That this is they tell you that they try not to influence your, your vote, but then they call you into a meeting to tell you how you should vote and how it's within that, how it's the best thing to do for your current employer if you want your current employer to stay in business. Anyways, I just... It's just all nonsense and garbage. Um, I know the political action committees have other functions as well, but that is my experience with political action committees. Anyways, let's go take a look at this Protect Our Future pack. This is hilarious. Protect Our Future is an organization designed to help elect candidates who will be champions for pandemic prevention. That that That's right. Our country's leaders failed to prepare for a pandemic. Experts warned for years was possible. And the result was more than a million preventable American deaths, trillions of dollars in economic damage, school closures, loss of freedoms, and untold suffering. Washington, Washington still has not learned its lesson and has responded to the COVID crisis by under-investing in pandemic prevention and leaving our country susceptible to another catastrophe. We take a look at some of the key principles here. Uh, we can and need to act now to prevent the next pandemic. We need real funding, real federal funding for pandemic prevention. Okay, so look, guys, no, no amount of money is, is going to stop an actual pandemic. Okay, and we're not going to get into the whole specifics about this because this show has nothing to do with the virus that shall not be named. Okay, has nothing to do with it at all. But that right there is a, it, it is a sinkhole of money that disappears for absolutely nothing and no good reason and they will never have any meaningful impact and it is so sad and pathetic and don't get me wrong well, but does I, it disappear though because my understanding is that bill gates is finding that the returns on vaccines are far more than returns on other things i believe he's been quoted saying so, so oh I'm yeah sure yeah no that... for us it disappears but for them it it becomes an asset Right for for the for the people for the people who have the means it becomes an asset but for the average person it just disappears and it becomes part of the load that we carry 
So it's a little bit different. Um, were you guys aware of, I, I personally, you know, to be honest, I, I guess I just ignored him before this whole explosion, but I, I wasn't aware that, that he was, uh, uh, you know, that he was so active in funding absolute bullshit. I just found out like in the last day or two days. So it's like, holy shit. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me because I, it, he seems increasingly kind of intertwined with movements bigger than, than himself. Right. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to cozy up to political elites. Um, and I think it goes both ways, right? The, the, the tentacles go both ways. I think, I think you're absolutely right. Now, look, I, I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen again. This is another, uh, I think this is another tweet. And again, right. Like I said, there are many legs to this story and this, this one's kind of interesting. This is from Rudy Havenstein. Walton and I discussed this before the show. So here we go. Is there anything false uh, in this post someone sent me? Seems like the Biden administration had very close and financial beneficial ties to FDX. Might be something a mainstream reporter would want to look into. If this is fake, I'll delete it. And you guys will notice that he still has not deleted. Now, Rudy, I mean, look, again, you know, we don't like necessarily to trust, but at the same time, he still hasn't deleted this tweet. So let's take a look at it. So there's Barbara Freed and Sam Bankman Freed. And here we go. So Joe Biden announces his, and this is April 25th, 2019. Joe Biden announces his presidential campaign 13 years, days later on May 8th, 2019. Sam Bankman-Fried, son of Barbara Fried. Okay, so that's her, that's her son. The co-founder of the political fundraising organization Mind the Gap and Get Out the Vote organizations, including the Center for Vote Information, launches the FTX Crypto Exchange. The exchange is an overnight success that enables Sam to become the second largest donor to the Biden campaign. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? But then you, you start to look back, you know, you, you start to look back at some of this and, and, and it really, it really starts to make you wonder, how do we make this money come from somewhere and, and, we, and how do we make it look like it's not our own? And, and that to me is kind of what we're looking at. I, I mean, that's the way it seems. I, I, I understand, right? It's the tinfoil hat stuff. It's the it's it's the conspiracy stuff. But is it? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. What are you guys? Huh? If if you were running, well, if you were running a big Ponzi, surely surely what you do when it when it starts breaking down would be to make sure you've got, um, you know, the right the right kind of lawyer to make it seem as if you haven't been up to no good oh uh coincidentally ftx's new ceo uh john ray the third was the lawyer that was brought in uh to, to clean up enron um so um you yeah. gotta pick winners huh you literally can't make that shit up you can't you really can't <laughs> and, and and i believe the day before um something like you know the hot like the whole legal and compliance team basic basically quit obviously um, there's 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 probably a bit of um, you know, j jumping shit before before you get too wrecked. Walton, I I mean, at this point, you're gonna tell me that Justin that that Justin's son got involved. It's interesting you mentioned Justin's son, Phil, because uh, actually, that's that's exactly what what happened, what transpired. Um, and I mean, you you know that like 
meme where it's like straight to jail straight away i feel like that that should be a kind of applied to this whole situation but especially this bit right not not just what sam's been up to before but now kind of seemingly in the cleanup we've got justin sun essentially vulturing the value of ftx customers and ftx aren't going to tell you exactly how but 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 don't worry i'll we'll fill in the gaps so ftx yesterday announced um that they've re reached an agreement with tron to establish a special facility to allow holders of trx btt jst sun gfy and ht to swap assets from ftx one-to-one -to, -one to external wallets now what does that mean i thought everything in ftx is locked so um so so customers can't get their funds off so why why is this why is this happening how why are these customers able to get the funds off okay let's let's see why that is now okay uh oh this is interesting the amount deposited uh will depend on a number of factors as withdrawal demand and funding capacity to be provided by tron they'll be disabling tron deposits for all users the only deposits will be the pre-announced deposits conducted weekly by the Tron team. So only Tron... So they literally locked up Tron customers. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Now, the bit I don't have here is that apparently Tron what? is trading at... Tron is trading apparently $1 on, on FTX and $0.05 cents elsewhere. So, so not only are somehow customer funds essentially being vultured by Justin Sun. They're being done so at a 20 to 1 uh, ratio. So so basically, it's like, imagine if you have, I don't know, let's say you're, you're unfortunate enough to have had $1,000 of Bitcoin uh, on FTX. Your only way of getting value off there right now is to sell that FT, sell that for uh for tron or i guess sell it for uh you know a stable coin and then tron, whatever it is maybe you have to do a couple of trades uh but but the point is you'd have to you'd have to essentially buy massively overinflated tron at at 20x so essentially you'd be getting 50 dollars of tron but paying a thousand dollars for it you then transfer that 50 dollars of tron off the exchange to another exchange and sell it so you're getting you're getting what's that half a cent on the dollar no literally five getting cents rug on the dollar, right? five on cents on the dollar five cents yeah. on the dollar no literally, no rich just nailed it rich just nailed five it cents on the dollar. you're literally getting rugged on a rug pull right you're like, getting it's exactly. fucking believable so how like, insane is that <laughs> it's like the guy running the the guy the guy it's running the, the lifeboat is demanding that you give him not one but both of your kidneys to, to get on the I'm going to die, though. He's like, I don't give a shit. That's the only way you're getting on this boat. That's, that's, that's the deal. But, Phil, wasn't it? I think we what? ran a story a few weeks back where, the, where some guy actually sold his kidney to buy an NFT. So I'm not I'm not dreaming about this. The, yeah, the, the price of shitcoin is, is going up. Think about the Tron bag holders, though. Like, imagine you were, you were dumb enough to hold this bag for all these years, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like, let's be honest, you're finally getting your chance to dump this crap. <laughs> And he blocks you from dumping it. That's the funny part. Like it sounded to me in those tweets, like he's literally blocking every customer that has Tron on there, but he is now in control of what Tron goes yes. in and out. So he could be like, nah, you guys can't get yours, but I'm taking my Tron out so I can sell it later. 
literally fucking rubbed everybody just like Solana did, like today or whatever yesterday, where they're literally blocking people, taking it out of like unlocking it to sell theirs early before everybody else fucking dumps. I fucking hate shit coins. It's so <laughs> unbelievable. But once okay. again, this is, this is all intertwined with the kind of politics because Justin Sun, I believe, essentially bought himself a residency and then became ambassador of some Caribbean island. Well, of course, FTX also based in the Caribbean. Why are all these, you know, uh, shitcoiners having things based in the Caribbean? It's not just because of the weather. It's because they're not being regulated to the same level um, as, say, you know, in the United States, United Kingdom or, or Europe where they may have slightly more stringent um, regulations. Um, obviously, you know, you, sh you should be buying Bitcoin and you don't need a custodian or an intermediary. Um, but if you are going to be using um, custodians, um, uh, maybe you want them to be based in jurisdictions that have slightly more stringent, uh, you know, standards. No, I think that's a very good point. I think that's a very good point, Walton. Sorry, I, I was just thinking of a title for this episode. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm like, as he's talking, I'm like, that's the title. I'm like, that's what it is. Okay, no, but but look, I, I mean, this is just absolutely brutal. Um, I actually don't believe that we've seen the full, the, the full fallout from all of this because to your point, Walton, so many of these shit coiners are intertwined with each other. It almost seems like they have no choice but to work together. Otherwise, the liquidity leaves all of them. So Bill, it's not just that, one of them. Yeah. But that's the, the I think I think it's apparent to Bitcoiners, but the reason that all of these shit coins pump is because of coordination between these kind of whale entities in moving these slosh funds around from one to the next. Um it's it's all a charade, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I think it was I think it was Odell who said actually that there's a, bu a bunch of ETH staked um that will probably get liquidated um before users actually even have the functionality to to custody it again. That's exactly right. You know, and, and it's just it's just completely insane. And and speaking, speaking of custody services, right? Yeah, fuck shit coins, like fuck seriously. Shit coins. But but you know what else? You know what else? Fuck BlockFi. So interestingly enough, right? Uh, and and Pirate actually put out a tweet about this yesterday. Uh, as soon as he found out about FTX, he put out a tweet saying, "What happens to BlockFi now?" And then people started wondering, right? What well, what does BlockFi have anything to do with? Yeah, what just uh, what just happened here? So here's a tweet, November tenth, yesterday, twenty twenty two. We're shocked and dismayed by the news regarding FTX and Almeida. We, like the rest of the world, were heavily over-leveraged. No, that's my own adding. That's my own addition there. Found out about this situation through Twitter. Given the lack of clarity on the status of FTX.com, FTXUS, uh, and Almeida, we are not able to operate business as usual. That's right. Supposedly, unrelated, not the same business, but somehow they're not able to keep business as usual for whatever reason. Our priority, and this is this is this is some absolute bullshit word salad. Our priority has been and will continue to be to protect our clients and their interests. So, so why did you rehypothecate their funds? Why are you fucking with their money? Why do you not care about other people's value like you care about your own? Because you're not incentivized to, and the system doesn't punish you for being bad actors. 
Anyways, until there's further clarity, we're limit we are limiting platform activity, including pausing client withdrawals as allowed under our terms. That's right. You signed for this. I was I allowed to screw you to over. Add that. Yeah, I Sorry? love how they have to add that. Uh, you yeah. guys allowed us uh, when you accepted those terms, so we're halting them. So fuck you. That's right. Okay. And and this is exactly the point. This is exactly the point. These people. Look, these people are scumbag. These businesses, okay, they are not faceless. Those are human beings in there making terrible decisions. Terrible decisions for a large group of people, but very good decisions on a short-term basis for a very small group of people, okay? And and this is, this is what happens. They are absolutely melting down and they're blowing up. And you know what? Again, right? The only people you got to, you know, if you're going to feel anything, if you're going to feel any kind of empathy or compassion, there are people who were not aware of this, okay? They did not deserve to be wrecked, okay? They did not deserve to lose their life savings in this. They genuinely didn't, okay? And even though ignorance is not an excuse, it, it doesn't mean that you deserve some type of retribution just because you tried to partake, you know, in, in a system like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, but like the the real culprit here is not the person who went and stored their funds on FTX. The real culprit is SBF and the people that were knowledgeable of what he was doing. Anyways. Ironically, ironically, Phil, I think though the, if you use a sex, you may get fucked is kind of the point. You know, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna quote I'm gonna quote Sam Bankman. I'm sorry. Anyways. That's right. That was a tweet that he put out today or yesterday, which I, I couldn't... Uh, Walton, you're muted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But can yellow you imagine? We can't show Yellow's mind. meme. I'm sorry, guys. There's know, two memes that we can't show. We are going to put them in the show notes, okay? There's NVK's meme, which is absolutely brilliant. It's a scene out of The Office, which illustrates the dumpster fire that FTX is. And an amazing meme by Yellow, okay, uh, where he took a, an excellent South Park scene and superimposed SBF on it, and it is just absolutely amazing. We are going to put it in the show notes, guys. Walton, do you have anything else to wrap up this shitcoin corner segment? I think, I mean, I, 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 this was in the rhyme right at the start, but if you skipped ahead, um, once again, this this highlights the importance um, of, of self custody and of and of and of not trusting but but verifying so you should have your own offline signing devices and you should be running a node now running talking about running a node um there's there's a bunch of different ways that you can do it but it's very important that your hardware looks very sexy in your own home right rick yeah exactly that's what we do so maybe 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 you wouldn't wouldn't mind in the next section telling us a little bit more about, about sexy clothing for nodes because you don't you think nodes should be sent but they also shouldn't shouldn't be nude yeah every uh every bitcoin node is personal so i think you should absolutely get some clothing for it i think walton's trying to say no nudes i think i think he's i think he is i, was, I, think, I think he think just I was doesn't going about as far as i could on that one. yeah <laughs> He's like, so you don't, you want them to be sexy and they can't be nude, huh? This is, this is kind of a predicament. Okay. That's right, guys. We've got Rick from Crypto Cloaks and we are going to dive into an awesome chat with Rick.
Rick has known me for a very long time. I've known him for a very long time. The first time I ever met him was before my Fun With Bitcoin podcast, which was an audio-only podcast. So he has seen me grow into this highly regarded individual that you see today. And I have watched his business grow into the amazing 3D printing behemoth that it is becoming. And I say it's a oh, behemoth. Let's not being ridiculous. No, it is. It is. We're not being ridiculous. Okay. I think my my first encounter. No one else makes cool shit. My first encounter with Rick was when I was in in the early days of Plebnet, uh, and and I, I told some Plebnet people that there was a crypto cloaks code, and there wasn't one. But Rick is such a cool guy that he just made one anyway, uh, and I believe he's made one for us. Is that right? No. Yes. Yes. I totally I totally remember when you did that in a spaces. <laughs> I think I was in. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? No, man, I don't have oh, that code, but I guess I'll go create one. Oh, that was good times. Yeah, Rick has always said to me. I feel like I've even been on Clubhouse, like pre-spaces. Pre it could have. It really could have. That that could have been like the the uh, virus that shall not be named times when Clubhouse was started, like was booming, right? So and then people were like actually April, joining Clubhouse. April, May, June of last year, Clubhouse was really good. Um, and then and then it got infested by NFTs and I had to leave and uh, spaces kind of started coming up at the same time, May, June. So uh, it worked out pretty well. So, Rick, we released a very in-depth uh, interview today uh, on uh, Pleb Underground, uh, one that you answered uh, all those questions. <laughs> That's right. We're going to post a link to that, too, in the show notes for the people that are interested. Uh, look, Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, pirate being an absolute pioneer with his asynchronous interviewing technique that's right yeah i just like to say it's kind of like back in like middle school when you get a homework assignment and you like fill out the very bare minimum if that and you hope for a good grade and then they're like oh shit they're actually gonna use it and you're like oh, fuck, oh yeah. i did not fill that out at all yeah this is the pleb underground <laughs> yeah you know so uh we're gonna use that but but look uh you know for the listeners who who are you know maybe not gonna read that that interview um why don't you tell people why what you know what what's your background what got you into 3d printing and more importantly why are you 3d printing in the bitcoin space yeah absolutely uh so i got into 3d printing kind of right out of college uh senior design project i was in charge of running the 3d printing aspect of it other people were in charge of the mill. Uh, and then there's like five other machines. And then after that, I kind of fell in love with it. And then I kind of went down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, probably five months right out of college. I kind of got interested in that. Um, then I wanted, then I got a ledger to store my Bitcoin because obviously store it yourself. And then after that, I said, hey, why am I leaving my ledger on top of my desk? It should be hidden somewhere. So I kind of modeled up a 3D design and printed it on my printer. And then I figured somebody else might want to buy it and hide their ledger also, and then created a Etsy store. And after the Etsy store I had running for like six months, I said, why the hell am I paying them like 25%? And I created the website. And then now we're here with, I don't know. I think we, I have 20, 20 printers. Uh, we have a place now we're open in the UK with Black Coffee Run in that area where he has eight or nine. We got uh, Mopar in the United States also running nine printers and helping out with uh, the mining 
areas. So it's crazy. Like, I think we have almost a total of 40 printers now. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And I remember when you first started and it was just you. I remember when it was right, just man. you. And then, I'm sorry? I said, right, man, it's crazy. And how it many, is. How many, and how many node cases could could each printer make in a day? Uh, so when I started, I had one printer that could print a node case maybe one a day. Maybe one a day. And now Prusa's can still, it's still probably roughly 15 to 16 hours to print it. But now that I have 20, I can pump them out way quicker than I used to. So I just, I just want to point out a very uh something that I believe is very important about what you said about your rabbit hole story. And I think that there's a, there's a good takeaway in that you, you saw something and you, you did it because you wanted to make yourself happy. You did it because you wanted to make yourself happy. And then you said, well, maybe other people would also find value in this. And hundred percent. And that's what's really important, right? A lot of us, we we believe that we can't do something that makes us happy. We believe that we have to do something that we have to do. Don't get me wrong, but this is one of those Bitcoin fixes this moments. Fiat money made it so. Fiat money made it so that a lot of us are doing things we do not want to be doing for money. And so it's absolutely when I see, you know, when I see somebody like you that's building out a business like this, it makes me happy. Helps me believe, you know, helps me believe. So no, 100%, you're, you're encouraging uh, others, man. You're encouraging others. We really appreciate it. I, I try because I, I truly believe I think Bitcoin is the only reason that I get to do this. I think um, I would be pretty unhappy with how the world is all turning out if I didn't have Bitcoin. That's why I kind of uh, look at like, oh, shit, we, we are going to change for the better. If, if Bitcoin wasn't here, I I'd, I'd probably would be in a depression, to be honest. Like, seriously, it's crazy. The, the fact that I get to go to work every day in the shop uh design build products in bitcoin literally try to change the future that we all want I, it gives me a purpose and a mission in life um money's always come second if it happens it happens it's awesome because i don't have to do an engineering job while running a business i could do this full time now but i also get to give back and help build out like the home mining and stuff like that so it it is awesome like i literally get to do what i love every single day and i thank the whole community for coming to like, buying my stuff because I wouldn't be able to do it if you guys didn't purchase it. So Rick, in summary, you're saying because now you have your own printers going burr, you don't care about money printer go burr. Yeah, 100%. 3D printers are the only burr I care about. You know what? Smash the like right there. <laughs> 3D printers are the only burr that we care about. I totally agree with him. I mean, this is this is exactly what it's all about. Um, but look, uh, besides that, um, I want to dive into, because look, I noticed that you you do a lot of these like these specialty one-off projects, right? Like I saw you you make these like casings for mining, uh, you know, for for S19s or S9s. I'm not sure which uh, which actual you're talking pants. Sorry, pants is that you're what you're talking calling the pants? Pants? I don't cases? know what they're called. <laughs> oh my god, have you not seen the meme? It's definitely no. I told you, like, look, like Walton tells holes, right? calls oh me a boomer. God. Oh my god, I wish I had the stickers. I got Ellen Prince literally printing Damn the stickers it. for it that I got my pair of pants. Oh, they should be coming. I'm so week. old, I'm disconnected. I don't oh, even know what you're talking about. These things are called pants. Anyways, I went on your shop. I was like noticing. I'm like, man, I'm like, this is awesome. So let me ask you something. Is this um what's the story behind those? Is it that the miners approached you, or was it just that like you had your miner? Like, what's what's the story behind those? Yeah, so usually so I either come up with designs one or two ways. Either the community gives me an idea of what they want or I want it myself and I use it myself. That's pretty much 95%. So I don't create products and I just tell people to buy them. I usually use them because they work and I actually need them for a cost. So 
the mining pants came along because I wanted to duck my mining heat out into a, a six inch duct that was already stalled in my house. So I could either run miners in my house or heat my house, which I'm doing right now. So that's where the whole pants came from. And then Brecky actually came up with the meme and says, I got my pants or some shit like that. And it's a whole thing. And now we're, I think, I think people are starting to call them mining pants, no matter what. And that makes me happy because I, I truly just think it's hilarious. It's just mining pants. I think that's absolutely awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, unfortunately this, this episode, we, you know, we filled it with so much of the FTX stuff. So let me ask you this. What, um, look, I, we, as we mentioned, uh, as part of our ad, no, you don't even you, need to have this part on there. I don't even care. FTX, FTX part was fucking hilarious. No, no. I don't care about this. No, I do. I care about this. I, I want point, people. The point is, is that the Bitcoin ecosystem does Ugh. not consist of all the fucking shit coiners. It consists of real plebs, you know, building real businesses on a Bitcoin standard. People like yourself, Rick, right? Not only building a that. business on the Bitcoin standard, but also building cool things for Bitcoiners. And also to try and help the efficiency of Bitcoin, right? I'm sure your, your mining pants are actually adding efficiency to Bitcoin mining, even just a little bit. Yeah, so we have, we're working with distributed hash and uh, we have been running 10 pairs of pants on 10 ant miners and 10, 10 what miners. And so far the data is actually showing that it is improving them. And now we have some bigger testing going on in two mining facilities, which I can't talk about yet or name names until NDAs and all that shit is signed. But we have literally 50 pairs of pants on 50 miners in two facilities just to get feedback and collect more uh, like data on a big um, amount. So it'll be pretty awesome. I'm really excited for that. And just to be clear to our, to our listeners, if you don't know what mining pants are, they're essentially a, um, a kind of th well, 3D printed uh, plastic kind of exhaust to channel the, the, the hot air that comes out these uh, mines. Yeah, it's a 3D printed fan shroud for the exhaust and intakes of the ASIC miners themselves. We call absolutely, it absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. All right, so Rick, um, where where can people find you? Cryptocloaks.com. We now ship directly from Europe, uh, United Kingdom. So anywhere you guys can save on shipping, go there. I'm trying to help people because everybody every now and then I see a Europe order on some products in the U.S. that we can send from the U.K. You guys can save way more money doing it that way. So that's cryptocloaks.eu, uh, cryptocloaks on Twitter. Join our Telegram group at um, 3dprintingbitcoin.com. If you want to go down the 3D printing rabbit hole, you can go to 3dprintersgoburr.com. And burr is with three R's. Uh, what else? I don't know. I have too many URLs, man. I start to You're everywhere. lose track. Yeah. But there's, You're a three, everywhere. there's a 3D printing community right on telegram i believe yeah and and yes. it's a it's a yeah. great community it, it's i mean look he's got he's got people in there that that are helping that there's there's noobs there's professionals everybody's helping each other it's it's really a growing community i can say that when i first got into 3d printing i was asking 10 questions a day and it was super annoying but once i got the hang of it it was fantastic so everybody should definitely check it out we are going to provide that link in the show notes guys this was our show today. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to check us out. We do drop all of these episodes audio only on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze 
Walton, what am I missing? Fuck shit coins. That's right. Fuck shit coins. Guys, we will catch you on the next episode.